This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich and today's episode is called Why Some Leaders Trip Over Themselves and How Not To. My guest today is Dan Rockwell. He is the author of the highly recognized Leadership Freak blog and co-author of the soon-to-be-released book, The Vagrant, The Inner Journey of Leadership, A Parable, which he co-wrote with John David Mann, the co-author of the Go-Giver books. His concise and practical articles are read in every country on the planet, Inc. Magazine recognized Dan as a top 50 leadership expert in the English-speaking world and a top 100 speaker. The American Management Association lists Dan as a top 30 leader in business. Dan Rockwell, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you, Tom. I, I so respect and appreciate that you've uh, taken some time to spend with me and to talk about the vagrant and to talk about marketing and leadership Really look forward to our time together. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, me too. We, we've gotten to know each other a bit. John David Mann is a is a friend of mine who made this connection for us, introduced me. I was thrilled to hear that another parable uh, co-written by John was on its way to market. It's releasing in mid-September. And as I talked to you, I realized, and then as I read the book, an advanced copy of the book, I realized that this really is a book that comes from you, from your heart, from your mind, from your experience. And it's a book about a leader who thinks very highly of himself, who <laughs> trips over himself. And I have to ask you, have you, in your own experience, been that leader, the guy who tripped over himself and only after getting up, dusting himself off, uh, you know, treating the scratches and the bruises, did you realize, wait a minute, I think there might be a better way. Uh, tell me your trip over yourself stories. Well, uh, we need more time than you have here for this podcast. I'll tell you that. I'm a We all have plenty learner. of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, thanks for noticing uh, that, uh, you know, and thinking about in the story of the book, where is, you know, where am I reflected in the book? And clearly, you know, this did not come out of the ether somewhere, right? right. So the, the idea for the story is really part of my own journey and mm -hmm. stumbling over myself. And I think this is one of the surprising things about leadership and life in general is that sincere people uh, talented people can be sabotaging themselves and not realize it. They that we think we're doing the right thing, and in the end, we actually hurt ourselves. 
we don't we don't get ahead at all. So, uh, I, you know, there are several uh, examples. I think one of them is a major shift I had to make in what I thought leadership actually was. Yeah, I would show up to try to convince people that I was right. You know, mm -hmm. I got the vision. Let's, you know, and uh, well, that that creates an adversarial relationship. My daughter one time said to me, Dan, I, Dad, I think you like to scare people. And it's like, no, no, I'm a fuzzy teddy bear. But I wasn't coming off that way. So, I, you know, I was coming off as pushy. I was coming off as a know-it-all. And, uh, you know, when you have the gift of knowledge, what are you going to do, right? I mean, so, exactly. so there was, a, yeah. you know, and I've been so delighted, although it's been a very slow uh, journey for me in that regard, uh, to, to notice uh, that my relationships are much better today than they were when I was in my 30s. And uh, I know less today than mm -hmm. I knew when I was in my 30s. and. Uh, I had that uh, really a huge shift in just the way you approach people in leadership. Yeah, and I I, I love that idea that you came to the table. I, I when I say I love, I don't endorse the idea. You came to the table with a mindset of convincing, cajoling, you know, pushing your agenda on the people around the table. And it's the same in marketing that that a lot of people will a lot of marketers will come to the table with a mindset of my job is to convince and convert. And that's not what it is at all. It, it's all about understanding the collective needs and interests of your prospects, or in the case of leadership, your, your team members, and inspiring them to act. Inspiring is such a different, different idea than convince and convert. Talk about that a little bit in, in the context of leadership. Well, first of all, uh, I'm thankful that you brought up marketing. Um, it has never been something that I thought I knew anything about, but learning from you, reading your posts and, and watching some of your videos, uh, which by the way, I just love how you do this yesterday's uh well as we record this one of your uh posts uh, you know it's like you're in trouble or something like that and i'm thinking i want to write that you know i don't want to i don't want to write all the acceptable stuff i want to have a point of view and in one sense when you think about marketing uh have a point of view and uh you know see see who is interested and gathers to that because you can't gather everybody yeah. So uh, thanks for bringing up the marketing thing and showing up, I think, to to give instead of to get, mm -hmm. or I shouldn't say instead of, uh, there's a getting, you know, mm -hmm. when you're in business, there's a getting, but showing up to give and not being attached, I think, to whether you're going to get or not, but watching it. And then, and what I love to do, and I bet you do the same thing as a professional here, and I'm an amateur, but as a professional, you notice who's responding and you mm -hmm. give a little more. And, you know, then, you know, that's how that relationship builds. And in leadership, I like to talk about results through relationships. It's not either or, you know, some people say, oh, you know, it's the results or relationships. If you get a results, you got to be an ass, you know, uh, no, no, you, you know, it's results through relationships yep. and there's where the real power is 
Yeah, I completely agree. And and you said a moment ago that you appreciate in my marketing that I come to it with a point of view. In leadership, you have to also have a point of view, don't you? And, and, and that's different than being in the mode of convince and conjole. How do you reconcile those two ideas that you, you, you don't just bulldoze into the, the meeting or into the department with a convince and cajole sort of mindset, but at the same time, a point of view is very important. And, and, and so how do you how do you balance those two as a leader? Yeah, a very interesting question, Tom. Thanks for asking. Yeah. The uh, I think openness uh, helps. Mm -hmm. So if you have good relationships with people and someone says, you know, here's my perspective and it's it's not, you know, the one you share, then I, I think that's great. As long as there's respect and openness and conversation Right. And a willingness then to forge a path forward that might not have been exactly what you thought it was. Right. Uh, you know, it's just powerful because now you have ownership, you have buy-in, you have people who are, you know, they're in the boat rowing with you instead of against you. So definitely, uh, look, if you show up and you don't have a perspective, what value who's, who's, do you bring, right? <laughs> right. You're not bringing anything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, say your point of view, if it doesn't exactly get the way you want it, you know, in the end, uh, I, I guess what you don't give up on is we're going to move forward. We have a pretty good idea of what forward looks like. We have an organizational mission. We have a vision. So we, we have a pretty good you know, set of guidelines that help us know where we're going to play. And so as we do, we might, we might do it this way a little bit, you know, but yep. we're going to get there. Exactly. So saying I have a point of view is not the same thing as saying my way or the highway. And, and what I really pick up in, in your book and in reading your blog and in getting to know you is that it's fine to say, here is my view, but you also have to simultaneously say, what is your view? And welcome the conversation and the relationship and give space to all at the table to contribute collaboratively. Yes. You know, um, sometimes people will ask me, what do I do when someone leaves a snarky comment on Leadership uh, Freak, you know, or they disagree? And uh, frankly, I, I, I say thank you. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't take offense to that. You know, I think it's, it's totally fine. And I was actually recently cor corrected because I had used a term for uh, uh, there's a group of people called Romas, which I did not know what this is. We used to call them gypsies. Mm -hmm. And I used a term uh, and someone said and corrected me. And uh, I mean, if you don't intentionally do that. So yeah. you say, well, thanks for letting me know. And, you, you know, I won't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's right. So tell us about the book. Uh, how did this come to be? How did you connect with John David Mann? And just share with us a, a little bit of the journey that, that's led us to this book. Well, I had this story in me 
And it's a, it really is about tripping over yourself, being sincere, being talented, trying to do the very best you can, but unintentionally just stumbling all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I had tried to write it and uh, it just sucked. It was terrible. And I tried a few times and I had the plot line and I had some of the characters and all of that. So I think one of the smartest things we do in leadership and probably in marketing too is getting help. Yeah, amen. And uh, so I knew about John David Mann. I didn't know him personally, but uh, I had talked to him. I knew about him through the Go-Giver series and Bob Berg and all of that. And so I just reached out to, uh, I said, actually, I didn't tell anybody this, but I did send a note to Bob saying, would you recommend working with John on a, you know, a story? And of course he did. I, you know, I knew he, it would be very unusual for him to say, no, they wrote several things together. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I just reached out to him. We got on the phone. I told him in really brief uh, summary of the story that I had and the plot line. And uh, when I got done, he said, Dan, he said, I, I got chills. He said, mm-hmm. let's do this. So that's how quickly it all happened. We went back, you know, he we talked several times on, you know, what, it, what the story looks like. And then John went away. And working with John is, you know, he took that story, which was kind of stumbling along with a couple of flat tires. And he just really just made it sing. I'm so excited about it. And, uh, you know, I think there are probably eight iterations of the mm. story you know it took mm-hmm. a couple of years to actually get it all polished out um and uh it's been a privilege to work with john and and i'm so excited about it really it's uh, i love i just recently read it for audible and uh i enjoyed it all the more you oh, know it, john you know i read the first chapter john read the second so forth but uh anyway it just it's great loved it i i can't wait to get that audible copy i had a uh advanced pdf copy i gobbled it up my i i, I started reading it at about uh oh i don't know 4 30 in the afternoon my wife came home and wanted to eat dinner i said i'll be right there i'll be right there and i thought to myself i'll stop at the end of the next chapter and go have dinner and at about 6 30 it's a short book uh i was able to read it in a couple hours uh about 6 30 I said, sorry, I got caught up in this book. I couldn't put it down, literally. And uh, uh, it, it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful story that, that resonates. And, you know, in the, in the work that I do with marketers, I say you've won when whatever you're putting out there, whether it's a blog post, an email, a video, they see themselves or they see things they know and people they know in the stories you're sharing, in the content you're putting out there. And just over and over again throughout this book, I was thinking, oh yeah, that was that boss I had at this place. And and that story reminds me of that time I blew it. And that story reminds me of the time that I figured out something very similar and I just constantly found myself and my own experiences in the story and and then some some new revelations and new reminders and and ideas that that um 
you know, just made one light bulb after another go off. So uh, this book is a great success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, I, you love it as a marketer. I think as a leader, when people feel like you know them and understand them mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, occasionally I'll get an email from someone, uh, first time it happened, I, I forget how long I was into the whole leadership freak journey, but I got an email from a consulting firm in uh, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. The guy says, Dan, uh, we have never talked. Uh, I don't really know what you do, but we would love to work with you. Mm -hmm. Let's get together and figure out if we can do something together. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's that uh, moving from connection to relationship to business and all of that mixed all together. Uh, yeah. I, I think it works if you yeah. can if you can just be honest, if you can just be transparent, mm -hmm. you know, you can be vulnerable yourself. You're going to see people that uh, a few you don't need everybody right? Mm -hmm. You got to get a few people who say, oh, that guy gets me or he gets it. And uh, yeah. oh, it's just wonderful. Yeah. And one of the things I love about this book is that you get to the end of the story, the end of the parable, and then there are exercises. You, you describe how now here are a series of things that you can do. And that begins to connect the book parable parable to your your mission as a business person the work you do with leadership creek the work that you do out uh, with your clients and it it extends to those final pages of the book describe for us your your vision your mission what is the work that you want to be doing out there in the world uh, just to help us all including myself stumble a little less yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, you know mistake making is part of the journey yeah. But sometimes there are unnecessary things. So yeah. in the uh, exercise portion, I was very excited to offer, I hope, a little bit of a twist on some self-reflection exercises, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, some guidance in that area. I, I really feel like self-reflection is so much more than sitting under a tree contemplating the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we need uh, to include others. We need some structure. And, you know, that helps us a little bit so we can move the ball forward, because if we're not careful and we engage in self-reflection in isolation, then I think self-deception can be a problem. And self-deception yeah. is real. Yeah. We all deceive ourselves, right? I'm prettier than you think I am, you know, whatever it is. And, and so uh, that's where these exercises, I hope, have a little bit of a twist on them that give people an opportunity to, to dig in. Yeah. And, and, and that point that you made about it, when, you, when you reflect alone, the, the peril could be self-deception. I think that's a fantastic and important point. As I was reading it and as I got to the exercises at the end, I thought to myself, this is a fantastic book for a book group. This is a fantastic book for uh, uh, a leadership team at a company to have multiple people read. And, and you say this in the, in the exercises, get together as a group, talk about it, compare notes, compare reflections. This book is very well suited for that. Yeah. Yes. And, and John uh, helped me so much with all of that. Uh, yeah. Just his, his, his ability to storytell and his ability to 
connect. And I, I, you know, as I think about one of the reasons I stumble over myself is I didn't invite other people in soon enough. Mm -hmm. I didn't listen soon enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was too busy with all of the other stuff that I thought I was bringing to the table. So I, I, I really feel like, and I'm so excited because John made me a better person. He helped me be a better writer. He yeah. taught me so many things. And uh, well, that's that's a win, man. That's yeah. a win. Amen. Now, what you were just describing about not listening well enough and so forth, I don't want to give too much away uh, in the book, but at one point, the the main character in the book who falls from the heights I won't tell you a whole lot about the fall but in the course of him trying to figure out what the heck happened somebody says to him you're loud you're loud <laughs> tell us tell us what being loud means figuratively when we're talking about a leader or a co-worker who is loud because as, as he was reflecting on it he was like well i, I don't talk loudly it's not right. literally loud it's figuratively loud what is that what does it mean when somebody's figuratively loud right so uh you're really putting your finger on personal stuff here tom just so, <laughs> you, just so uh -oh. you know you know but uh, uh the conviction that you're right mm -hmm. lends itself to this idea of being loud, being pushy. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with uh, uh, the writer of uh, the No Asshole Rule, Bob Sutton. Bob mm -hmm. Sutton. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bob said, You ought to whisper in your own ear when someone is talking. And you're thinking about what to say. I could be wrong. And then the second thing he said was, you ought to whisper this. Maybe they're right. Oh, oh, that's just golden, man. That's just golden. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the and I take these, uh, Tom, as practices, really, because sometimes I, I haven't overcome the sense that maybe I, I not maybe uh, lots of times I think I know best. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't wake up this morning thinking I want to be stupid today. Yeah. Right. I woke up this morning with an idea of what I wanted to write about, what I wanted to do. And, yeah. and you know, I wanted to bring that. So uh, and I, I, I'm, I don't even know if you're supposed to overcome it. I think what we're what we could do is just kind of open the door, invite others in. And that helps us not be quite so loud, quite so pushy. Yep. Yep. And 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 back to the the fact that i saw myself in the book when i was younger i used to leave a meeting literally sometimes thinking i was the smartest person in the room and i showed it and i thought that was good and yeah. there was a point at which i realized that oh no 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 <laughs> i i don't want to come off as that guy i don't want to be that guy i want to be smart i want people to value my insights but i don't want to be 
the bull who comes off as the smartest guy in the room. And they right. were saying very much the same thing in, in different ways. And um, yeah, we both, I think, uh, have some, uh, some scratches and some bruises from our own mistakes in that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, when does the book release and where are people going to be able to find the book? Yep. So uh, September 19th. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, it'll be on uh, the major online places. Uh, so Barnes and Noble and Amazon and all of that. And <clears throat> it should be in uh, most of the major uh, bookstores it will be distributed so uh, we're excited about it yep so you can actually go into a bookstore and get yourself a, a hardback copy is it going to be in hardback or or straight to paper? Uh, yes it's going to be in hardback and yep. uh, uh, someone told me the other day that one of the things they do and in, in you know I would ask humbly ask that uh, in your if with your audience if they go into a bookstore and they can't find it ask for it yeah and they'll get a few copies he said one of the things i do as soon as a book comes out is uh i go to my bookstore and look for it when it's someone that i know or someone that i you know really like the book and if it's not there i go to the manager and say hey i'm, I'm looking for this book and you don't have it could you get it for us yeah that's that's it's a wonderful advice. thing yeah. Great advice. And as far as as far as your work as a consultant and and working directly with businesses, who who are the ideal clients? Who do you work with most commonly? I work with folks from uh, in upper management and the corporate suite. Uh, I coach executives, and that's pretty ex- much exclusively what I'm doing these days. I do some training. I don't travel very much. I'm, I'm not. I'm done with the travel thing. I've if I don't, if I don't get on a plane again, I'm fine with that. I don't need it. So tell uh, us where you're based. So those corporate yeah. folks in, in your yeah. neck of the woods can get excited yeah. about. Uh, oh, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, thanks for, thanks for asking about it. Uh, actually, I work with, uh, I currently work with a guy in New Zealand, ah. Canada, uh, South America, so, and of course the U S is the main one. So, uh, my coaching is, uh, virtual. Yep. And, Good. uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, available. So I, I'm available. Silly me. I jumped to the idea that you have to be in the same room with people to actually conduct coaching, but here we are on zoom. And, and of course you can coach virtually. And, uh, what's the, what's the typical size of the business that you're doing business with? Everything from uh, one of the folks that I work with now uh, is a business owner in Canada. I think they got about 75 employees. So that would, that would be uh, down in the, in the base. And uh, I work with uh, leaders in Chick-fil-A. I work with leaders in Home Depot. Mm -hmm. So uh, very large companies as well. It it just depends. And all in between healthcare, uh, those companies that I mentioned, because really, I'm not an organizational sort of, I'm not trying to help you manage your organization. I'm helping you become a better leader. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't really care what sector you're in. I have a yep. fellow that I work with, he's in education right now, you know, so they're kind of scattered all around. So The Vagrant, the book, is a story about self-awareness or lack thereof. So I suspect that the leaders who are 
best suited to benefit from your work are perhaps suffering from a, a slight lack of self-awareness. So what, for those who are listening, and no offense to you if you're one of those people, to those who are listening but may not realize they have a problem that needs solving, what are the symptoms or the conditions that they may be aware of that suggest, eh, given data call might, might help you in your business? What, what's going on with the leaders when they call you? Well, if everybody is wrong most of the time, uh, you probably need to shift your perspective, right? Uh, if you feel yeah. if you feel like you're pushing a rope, uh, you probably need to shift your perspective. You know, yeah. we want to create pull in organizations. We don't want to have to be pushing all the time. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you're in it alone, then maybe, well, you probably maybe you are, but you don't need to be. Mm -hmm. So you might look at those kind of things. Some of the common frustrations that high-performing leaders all over the country feel, and honestly, self-awareness and, and self-reflection or self-awareness in particular and self-awareness or uh, self-knowledge uh, should be much more natural than it is. Mm -hmm. But honestly, uh, it's very easy for us to lose ourselves to work, expectations, people-pleasing. I'm a people-pleaser. Yeah. You know, there's so many pitfalls that we can fall into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I know in my case, one of the symptoms and one of the, the conditions that I was experiencing before I made breakthroughs as a leader was this sense that everything was on my shoulders. It, mm. it, it, you know, if I went on vacation, other places going to, you know, fall apart without me. Everything that needed to get done needed me in the building, in, down the hall, and this this sense that that I was the keystone. Well, yeah, leaders are critical pieces of an organization, but this this sense that it all depended on me, and and I was the one, you know, pushing the rope. Um, yes, it, yeah. it is uh, something that that thankfully I figured out how to get over, and it took mm -hmm. a lot of self uh, self reflection and some painful self reflection. To yes, to it, it can be uh, can, and that's brilliant uh, insight, Tom. Just brilliant. Uh, here's a little something uh, people could try is. Mm -hmm. um, so I always love it when the people I work with go on vacation. So I ask them, what are you doing to prepare for vacation, you know, and who's going to take care of things and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So uh, they they lay it all out. And then when they come back from vacation, it's like, okay, did the place fall apart? Or did life go on without you? Right. It seemed to go on. It went on without me. How can you then live more like that today? Yeah. Right. You know, learn to delegate more, learn to trust people more. Right. Learn, you know, it's just uh, it's fun to kind of go down this journey and watch people's uh, eyes come bright. Exactly. Exactly. So, Dan, where can people find you? Uh, my email is dan at leadershipfreak.com. Yep. Uh, if you go to Google and put in leadership freak, uh, two words or one, I don't think it matters. You'll find me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's about it. I'm on, you know, I write the blog. 
Uh, and uh, I am on Twitter and uh, Facebook and still learning how to use those things. Actually testing out threads. I don't know. Have you tested out threads I, I, at all? I did. I, I signed on to threads. Um, I was intrigued by the fact that 30 million people were, were on the platform two days after it launched. That's the power of Instagram and, and Meta. Um, I am entertained by the cage fight that's going on between Mark Zuckerberg and, and <laughs> Elon Musk. I find it um, interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm kicking the tires on it. I, I'm not, I've not been terribly active on Twitter um, but now I'm playing a little bit in Twitter and a little bit in threads, seeing what goes on. So, yes. Yeah. Seeing where the traction is. I, I'm with you. And I appreciate you saying it. Uh, like I said, when we started here, I've been, uh, delighted to learn from you and look at the videos and just think about how am I connecting with people and how am I creating opportunities to take a, 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 connection and turn it into a relationship and uh, how can i give more effectively so um, yeah. i appreciate your work i just well, do well thank you and it's mutual and we've talked before about this idea that the qualities that make good leaders the things that you're teaching in this book and on your blog are things that make you a better marketer and vice versa uh, and the, the things i teach are very much in line with a lot of the lessons that I drew from your book and from your blog. And I think a lot of business people think that marketing is the dirty art that they have to, you know, they have to get in the mud and do this dirty stuff before they can do the good work of being a leader or being a coach, consultant, professional service provider, whatever. But I believe, and I know you share this belief that, that these things, empathy, listening, giving. All of those are qualities that make the best marketers great marketers. All of those are the qualities that make the best leaders great leaders. And so it's it's actually good news for everybody because you don't have to master a whole bunch of stuff over here to be a good marketer and a whole bunch of different stuff to be a good leader. Master this stuff that you'll pick up in the book, in the vagrant, and uh, it'll make you a good leader. It'll make you a better marketer too. So. So Dan, September 19th, those of you who are listening on launch date for this episode, go get this book. It, it, it's awesome. And read it and then share it and then discuss it with colleagues or friends or whomever. And you will be a better leader as a result. And you'll learn things about yourself and about others. And it may even help you become a better marketer. So Dan Rockwell, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Any parting thoughts? Well, first, thank you for uh, sharing your platform with me and for your uh, endorsement and your encouragement. It was great to get on a little before this call and, and hear you say, you know, when nobody's listening, that you enjoyed the book. So, so thank you for that. Um, I think a, a parting idea might be, it came up in our conversation, um, we tend to wait a little too long to reach out to people and get help, get input, whether it's in marketing or in leadership. And uh, 
what I, one of the things I've noticed is sometimes the people who irritate me at the beginning are really the people I end up learning from later. Mm -hmm. So be careful when someone shows up at your door and they're knocking on the door and you're thinking, I don't, I, I don't like them. I don't, yeah. maybe there's something there that you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's a little teaser for a plot line in the book. There's a little <laughs> of that going on in the book, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to share any details. Get the book, love the book. You will love the book. And uh, it's one of those books I'm going to read and reread and share. So, Dan, thanks again. Really best of luck with the release. I know it's going to be a great, great success. And we'll see you down the road. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business-building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Sometimes I find outside my window